Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Stella Mints. I love these mints. They're so tasty and, and effective. Nobody should be surprised to learn that one-third of all Americans are living in extreme stress right now. Sadly, this has only been compounded by the pandemic, and this has left millions of people trying to figure out how to cope with the ever-increasing pressures from work and life. That's exactly what Stella Mints were made for. Powered by CBD, Stella Mints are a fast and simple way to feel more calm and clear-minded throughout your day, no matter how hectic life gets. Each tin contains 30 mints, and they come in three bold flavors, peppermint, lemon, and matcha. And now, for a limited time only, for our listeners, you can receive a complimentary free sample of Stella Mints, and that includes the shipping. Just simply go to StellaMints.com and use the code PAPABEARFREE, and your order will be converted to a free sample. That's Stella Mints, spelled S-T-E-L-L-O-Mints.com, StellaMints.com. Well, on Papa Bear Hikes, as you know, we're always looking to encourage people, inspire people, just to go out and enjoy the outdoors. Find something you enjoy. And even more importantly, look for something new or different. Well, today we have a special guest with us. Her husband's part of our usual suspects team that I go out and hike with regularly. But he encourages his wife. I don't know how it worked. If she encouraged, if she said, can I, can you take me hiking? Or he encouraged her. But she started hiking the Catskill 3500. And we're going to talk to her. We're going to see how, what her experience was like and if she's going to continue to pursue hiking the rest of these peaks. Lisa Coral, welcome to Papa Bear Hikes. Thank you, Chris. Pleasure to be here. So, Lisa, let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, let's see. I'm, as you mentioned, married to one of your avid hiker buddies, John. Um, I'm a preschool teacher. Um, by day and uh, somewhat of a exercise, I wouldn't say exercise, sports, outdoors enthusiast, um, trying to get more and more into it. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize I need it. <laughs> right. But you're not exactly a couch potato either. You've played, you play softball, you play golf. Correct. Yes. I, I am big into sports. Um, I, you know, during the time that I raised our while we raised our three kids, I um, still played, yeah, sports consistently, softball mainly. Um, always played sports throughout my life and just love being outdoors. Yes, I ski, I um, walk, not enough, but uh, somewhat. Bike, I also bike. Um, and now I'm getting a little bit more into hiking. I love being in the woods, so that's one of my big big reasons to do it. Right. And we went out on a hike, I guess, almost two years ago, pre-pandemic. You, John, and I did one of the uh -huh. Broom Dozen hikes. And uh -huh. trying to remember what park that was, but it was on New Year's Day. I remember that. Yes, part of it. it was New Year's Day. And that right. was... <laughs> right. I think it was Wolf Park we hiked, but That it was, was one that you pulled pulled me from being a couch potato because I was not real thrilled. Not you particularly, but John, uh, about going out in the cold. And I'm like, but it's going to be cold. But... Uh, it ended up, I was so glad I went. It was a beautiful day and a, and a beautiful hike. And it wasn't a typical January, upstate New York January day either. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as cold as I had anticipated. So well, we're going to start talking about the Catskill 35 and we'll talk about the winter 35, but 
Yeah, we may have a way to, ways to go before we get you onto that. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so we started talking a little bit about, you know, you started getting into hiking. Was there anything that influenced you or motivated you in particular to, you know, go from doing these leisurely hikes? Because the hikes around Broome County, they're nice hikes, uh, but they're not as challenging as the Catskill 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there something that motivated you to take that step to take on something that's the next step or a couple steps more challenging than these local hikes? Probably John. Um, and your guy, you guys and your photos, uh, when you guys post all your photos on, on Facebook or I see on, on John's phone or you send them to me, um, the views are just incredible. And obviously photos don't really do it justice. You have to see it in person to really appreciate it. Um, So I would say that, you know, John hiking does motivate me to do it a little bit more that and the exercise aspect of it. Um, I'm not one to want to go to the gym uh, every day or a couple days a week. I've done it and I just, I have to really push myself. So if I can get exercise in that doesn't feel like exercise, I'm more motivated to do it. Um, Also, as far as it, it's the 3500s are way more of a challenge as you said like uh than the broom the broom county the broom dozen that i did already um you know they're 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 nice walks they're they're pretty they're just not as challenging so yes i did want to be challenged a little more kind of gives you a sense of um accomplishment after you finish it yeah a couple of things here i'm with you on the gym i've had gym memberships and i just struggle to keep myself motivated mm-hmm. but with the hiking you know, when you get have a group of friends you go with, you know, it's it does those days when, you know, maybe you're feeling a little tired. You kind of you're saying, okay, well, I'm going to get to spend some time with my friends, and it helps you drag yourself out of bed, helps to keep you motivated. And then when you have that goal, and I'm speaking from my own experience here, that goal of achieving that, okay, we're going to hike all these peaks. Uh, it help it 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 pushes you through. It helps you, and uh, yeah, it's a lot better than. Saying okay, I'm going to hike every day, or I'm going to go out and walk every day. Now, when you're doing with friends and you you have that that goal, I think yeah. it helps. Yeah. In addition to, I think once you, it's all for me. It's always hard to start. So the first thing when John said about going, uh, when we just hiked Wyndham, okay, can you get up at six a.m.? I groaned. Of course, I groaned. I don't even get up that early for work every day, and I'm like, oh, for a hike, and then. I did it. You know, we got up, we got on the road and I did, I did say to him in the car on the way there, I said, well, there is, there is a benefit of getting up this early because the views, even just driving there were beautiful, the morning views. Um, and then once you get started, once you get moving, once you get, you know, going for me, it's just, it's, I'm so glad I did. I don't ever regret it. So it just feels, excuse me, it feels good to be out there and just moving. Mm-hmm. You hiked up to Wyndham, which is one of the Catskill 3,500 peaks, mm-hmm. uh, and this was your first peak. Mm-hmm. Now, let's start with the hike itself, going up to Wyndham. How'd you feel about that? Um, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was challenging. I think part of it, when I hike with John, I almost, he's really good about going more my pace than his pace. Um, I know I, I couldn't keep up with him, at least not now in the beginning that I'm starting out with these. 
Um, I mean, he walks fast, so he definitely hikes fast. So it was good that he kept, you know, more so at my pace. And he also let, he also had me lead some of the way. So that, so I felt, you know, like I could kind of comfortably go. I just didn't want to hold him up, but he, he seemed to be fine. Anyway, the, um, there were areas that were challenging, of course. Um, the conditions were, I think, pretty good. We definitely hit some mud, uh, in places, but if you have the right shoes on, it's not a problem. Um, it was a lot rockier than I expected, like a lot more boulder type climbing. Um, I mean, we weren't, uh, what do you guys call it when you use your hands and feet? Bouldering or scrambling. Yeah. Scrambling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like that, Mm -hmm. but, um, definitely stepping up, stepping up, stepping up, stepping up the vertical, of course, you know, uh, from what John said, there are much more difficult and more steep peaks. So he said that this was a good one to start with. Um, I think I did fairly well. I stopped probably more than he would have liked, but I don't think I stopped as much as I could have. I kind of pushed myself a little bit further uh, as as the day went on. But um, yeah, it was it was a good challenge but not too difficult. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through their process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they'll likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high-quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. Well, you know, there's a saying, hike your own hike. And the bottom line is you made it to the summit. And people should do it at a pace that's comfortable to to them because everybody hikes at a different pace. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've hiked with John, and you know John's in great shape. You know, mm-hmm. Darn, I have a hard time keeping up with John. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, you know he he runs, he does five k's. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I know myself. You know, John's also very considerate of the people he's hiking with, and that mm-hmm. has to help. You know, doing it with John and doing it with somebody that's as considerate as he as he is, uh, that right. that has to help uh, be very encouraging as you go along. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you got up there to the summit, probably thought, wow, that was pretty steep, but there had to be some sort of sense of accomplishment once you got up there. Oh, for sure. I mean, the views, first off, um, when we got, we didn't quite hit the the marker that marks the summit before we stopped at the first view, and that's actually where we sat and had lunch. Um but it was close. So when we had stopped, I said to John, we should just stay here because I hear voices further up. And it's nice to kind of enjoy that on your own where it's, you know, just you and, you know, and your whoever you're hiking with in the view. Um, so, yeah, that, that breathtaking, indescribable. I said, I feel like I'm in an airplane because you're up so high and that's what it looks like. 
you know, when you're, when you're in an airplane and you're looking down at the valley below, um, the shadows of the clouds on the, on the valley is, is always, I mean, to me, I'm, I, I love that, that look, but, um, and then when we, when we finished our lunch and continued, it wasn't much, it was more of a, um, it wasn't more, much more of a vertical climb to get to the actual summit where the marker was. Um, and then we looked out at the other view on the opposite side of the mountain and it was a whole different view. Um, yeah, just, just, I did it, you know, just kind of like, wow, I did it. (laughs) And and, and it feels cool. We finished up our winter hikes up there. And and one of the things I like about Wyndham is that you can see views on both sides, right? Once you reach Mm -hmm. the first view, you're pretty much on a ridge. So like you said, it's not a lot of climbing. It's almost just like a little ups and downs a little bit, but nothing strenuous to get to the next climb to where you're at the geological summit of Wyndham. Right. And yeah, you, you, you're now, you know, you're able to now see the other side of the, of the ridge. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't expect that. I didn't. I didn't expect to see both sides. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and I, you know, having done them all, and I've done Wyndham four times. So oh gosh. Some of them, I, yeah, I, some of them I'm now up to four times. I've hiked them, but Wyndham is one of my favorites. And uh, you certainly pick the first, a good first hike up there, for sure. Oh, good, good. Why? Because all the rest of them are harder. <laughs> Well, some of them are harder, but they have big payoffs. You know, I always, you know, look at things like this, you know, the the effort, what's going to be the payoff and you get up there and you have a beautiful view, but Uh the truth is some of them, it's a lot of effort and the payoff is you get to the canister, sign your name, turn around and go back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, it's definitely, um, the view and even just, just what I'm walking through. Like I prefer to walk through woods rather than, um, you know, like a, like a field or, I mean, obviously you're going to be going through, through foresty when you're getting up in that elevation. But, um, I, I like it to, like, I kind of take, absorb everything around me. I look up through the trees at the sky, you know, the blue sky and the sun might be shining through the trees. That kind of stuff is what keeps me going. That's what I like to see. Obviously when you get to the top as well, but and waterfalls are always a plus. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite hikes is when we hike to a waterfall. That's, mm-hmm. that's always uh, pretty incredible. And this past year, we had a lot of rain in the late summer. And we did some hikes where the waterfalls were just flowing very strong. Right. So, yeah, it, that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, it sounds like you've been bit by the hiking bug a bit here. <laughs> now, you're not ready for Everest, but you think you might be ready to do another Catskill 35 or yeah definitely okay. definitely I mean a lot of it for me also I'm a fair weather hiker and I f- I think and now don't quote me but I think that um uh Peekaboo is also would prefer fair weather hiking from oh. what I've heard before but <laughs> oh he's an admitted fair ha- fair weather hiker oh yes yeah. <laughs> So I'm a little bit more in that category. When you mentioned the Catskill, you know, winters or the, you know, the, the, the hike in the 3,500 in the winter. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you, I'm going to let you, there's just the two of us talking here. Okay. I'm going to let you know on a secret. You're going to do these other hikes because they're not 35 of them anymore. It's now 33. 33. You finish, mm-hmm. you do, do, the, do the rest of them. Do the other 32. You're going to want to do. The winter, you go on one winter hike and you're going to say, This is so cool. Because as much as we kid about Peekabrew, he loves winter hiking now. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't think I could get him out to hike in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does like winter hiking. I do imagine it's very beautiful. With I, I mean, I have seen the pictures that you guys take with the with the frozen, you know, the water frozen over the ledges, and I imagine it. And John was even saying as we were walking up Wyndham, the views in the winter are c- completely different with the trees being bare. Well, I've talked to other hikers, people I've interviewed, and people I've come across in the years on the trail. Winter hiking. The forest just looks different, okay? There's a different smell. The sounds are different. Everything's different. It just takes on a a different appearance. Views you couldn't see in the other three seasons, you can now see in the winter because the leaves are all off the trees. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in some respects, it's actually a little bit easier to hike in the winter if you've got the right equipment with you. Granted, you know, if you you, um, you got your micro spikes, crampons, snowshoes, don't go out with any of that stuff. Have have what you need for the proper gear and the proper clothing because winter, you have a little bit more preparation and, and gear you need to bring with you to keep mm-hmm. yourself safe. But the trails actually feel a little bit easier to walk on once you get used to using the micro spikes and snowshoes, because all those rocks that are beating on the bottom of your feet and those roots you're banging your feet into, they're mm-hmm. all covered with snow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. That is true. Now, Lisa, there's been a an, an increase in female hikers across the country, not just in the Catskills, but Appalachian Trail and and out west and the trails out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've noticed it myself. I mean, 20 years ago when I hiked, I'd say the ratio is maybe you know, like four to one, four men to one female hiker. Now I, I, go area, I go to areas, especially on the Appalachian Trail, and it's almost 50-50. Huh. Do you, as a, as a woman who participates in sports and you do get outdoors and do some outdoor endeavors, do you have any personal feelings on what is maybe encouraging more women to get out and take part in these outdoor activities? Uh, I think it's just, it's great. First of all, that there's more women out there, more power to them. Um, I would, I would recommend to any woman not to think that you can't do something because obviously because you're female, I mean, just if you feel it, just, start little if it's something that you may have wanted to try or had thought about trying for a while and just were afraid to start and think you could finish that's okay there's nobody judging you there's nobody to tell you you need to finish um as far as hiking goes start out on on the smaller trail start out on you know something that's like for us it's the broom broom county dozen um but don't limit yourself to feeling like you can't continue something that might be a little more challenging. Um, obviously anything that you practice, you're going to get better at. I think it's great if you have the stamina to, to hike the 3,500s and beyond go for it. Right. Because, you know, we kid about the 3,500s, but you know, at this point, if you just said, hey, you know what? That was fun. I want to go out and look at more of these waterfalls. Some of these waterfalls could be very challenging to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool, right? I mean, it's not like you have to finish these Catskill 3500s, but if you find yourself taking on more challenging hikes that uh, are appealing to what you're looking for in a hike, that's a great thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with the, again, like we mentioned, the views. I mean, the, the reward at the end is, you know, worth it. And, and if you think about, uh, for me, a lot of times when I'm trudging up the hill, uphill, uphill, and I'm wishing I was going downhill, I think about, well, this is the exercise I wanted to get. This is why, you know, 
imagine, just think about what it's doing for me. I think I said to John at one point, how is it that we can hike this far for this long? I feel like I should have lost 10 pounds by now. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's stories of uh, female hikers in the Appalachian Trail that don't lose much weight at all. It, and, you know, they've done studies on this, the metabolism between men and women. And, you know, unfortunately, I think, you know, women, and, women struggle to lose the weight more than men do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. But, you know. <laughs> But the health benefits are still there. So absolutely, yeah. that's yeah, that definitely. I mean, I definitely felt my heart pumping as we were, you know, stepping and stepping and stepping, and and I would, like as I mentioned before, I would much rather be stepping outside in nature than inside on a on a uh, stepper at, at the gym. Yeah, I know. I like I said, I've tried the whole gym thing, and just just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and you talked about, you know, keeping yourself motivated walking up that hill. I think a lot of us have those little games we play with ourselves to, to get up there during those tough parts of a hike. You mm-hmm. know, when, when you would feel like you've been hiking uphill forever, right? <laughs> and you're starting to, starting to get breathe heavy. And it's like, are we almost there? You know, and, mm-hmm. you, just kinda, and you look up ahead and it's still an incline. <laughs> it's still steep. We're saying, wait a minute, we're not even close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you keep yourself motivated, and uh, and I, I got to tell you, and I said it in the opening, you know, doing it with friends or a loved one, uh, it ju- it just it makes it that much more special. It does, it Absolutely. really does. And I I just said to John also after this hike, I said, now I just have to get my two girlfriends into into doing this with me. Um, Start your time. little hike, little hiker posse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll come up with a little name for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, any wildlife encounters while you were out there? <laughs> I always love asking that question. I mean, I know that this time of the year there's a lot of hikers out there, so the likelihood isn't that high. But um. right. Um, luckily, no. I mean, the most we saw were a lot of chipmunks, and you know, I can definitely deal with those and squirrels. Um, as far as bear, n- no, we did not encounter any bears or snakes. Um, but I would, if someone was, you know, afraid to hike because of something, you know, bears or, or, or wildlife, I would tell them to definitely research or talk with someone who's an experienced hiker on what to do. You know, if you do encounter a bear or snake or wildlife, um, and John and I again also had actually had this conversation about bears and snakes while we were on the trail. And I mean, I have some knowledge as what to do if you encounter a bear. I know you know you're not supposed to run. I knew that. I know that you should probably you know try to stand as tall as you can. Um, so as we were talking about it, you know, he said, "Well, you know, you also know you shouldn't look them in there. Look." them in the eye you can look in their general direction but don't look them in the eye and if you're hiking with someone that you should try to like pair together stand together so that you look bigger yeah um or as large as possible so um if that is a fear of yours well you shouldn't be hiking alone i feel anyway you should always Mm -hmm. be with someone just in case something happens um yeah i think it takes a lot more experience to go out by yourself for, for that reason, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's getting hurt, but the whole bear encounter. If you're out there by yourself, yeah, you know, you, you can. And, and I, I'm going to relate a story that a Appalachian Trail through hiker had told me. 
they read countless books and and online articles about what to do if there's a bear encounter. It was one of their fears was a bear encounter. And didn't have their first real bear encounter until they got to New Jersey, of all places. Hmm. And wow. So they were filling up their water bottle and about 15 – they looked up and about 15 feet away was a bear. And hmm. she almost started running. Right? She said, okay, my, my instincts were that thing is big and it can hurt me. And she right. took about two steps and then stopped and got a hold of herself. Uh, so, yeah, that natural instinct we have to – to run away when we see Flee. something dangerous. Right. Yeah. And, and an inexperienced hiker might not be able to fight that off. Right. Right. And that's something, yeah, it, it, that's something you definitely have to keep in mind. Um, is, is the, the general knowledge as far as if you do encounter one snakes, that's another story for me. <laughs> and I'll tell you this now, since you've already been up to Wyndham, it's notorious for uh, garter snakes. Oh, I'm glad you told me. But you've you already been over there, up there. You didn't see any snakes. Good news. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I mentioned that to John. I was like, okay, how come they usually aren't they out sunning themselves? It was a it was a bright sunny day too, and no, we did not encounter any. But if I did, I would have ran. <laughs> <laughs> they won't chase after you, at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I'm not fond of are snakes. Yeah, but I try to stay clear of them myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Knowing, well, you know, John, uh, you know, him with his, he's definitely well prepared, his, you guys with your Boy Scout background. Um, I, you know, he had his first aid kit. So if, if anything should happen and snake bite, gosh, for God forbid, you know, he was prepared. He was prepared. I wasn't. (laughs) Now that you're getting into venturing out into more remote areas, I'll tell you a little bit about snakes. Here's a, a fact about snake bites. Most snake bites are men between the ages of 18 and 23. Hmm. They're on the hand and the victim is intoxicated. That, that makes up. <laughs> okay. So let's, so, so if this helps, most of the people that are getting bit are drunk, stupid kids. Trying that, to that makes a lot of okay? sense. That makes you feel better when you're out there. You're not, you're not a 20 something year old guy. You're not drinking. You should be okay. Right. Right. That's uh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and as far as bears go, as all the hiking I've been doing, I've been hiking. Let's see, it's been all, well. Next year will be fifty years that I've been hiking. I've been doing hiking one way or you know one form or another, backpacking wow. or just going out in the woods. But most of my bear encounters, I haven't anything that's like really up close and intimidating. But mm-hmm. I have been out and I've seen bears running because you know black bears are skittish, and most of the time they're going to run away. But I'll tell you what, once I've seen one that night. It's in my head. Even when there's other campers around, everything I hear moving, I start thinking, oh, is that a bear sniffing around here? But, um, you know, that that just comes with being in the outdoors. But, you know, but that's a good, some fears are good to have. Don't let the fear control you, but it's good to have that fear so that you have your guard up so you're not doing something you can put Right. And you educate yourself to it. Yes. So, you know, we talked about the, Catskill 3500 is a possible goal. Do you have any other hiking goals that you've thought about? Um, as far as with hiking or just. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you see yourself like saying, all right, you know, there's, there's a lot of hiking challenges, especially here in New York. Do you see yourself maybe looking at some of them? Like there is a waterfalls challenge for the finger lakes. There's fire tower challenges. Do you see yourself doing that? Do you see yourself just 
being more casual and, and like you said, get get a group of friends together and just occasionally go out on hikes, pick a place oh, and I, hike. Oh, I like what you said about a waterfall challenge. I would definitely be interested in that. Um, for me, yeah, probably mostly just I, I, now that I started the 3,500, <laughs> I probably will, you know, try to continue that. Um, and, and my, I like to, I would like to travel out West. I would like to not necessarily have to hike, but I wouldn't mind, you know, yellow visiting Yellowstone or Bryce Canyon or John's big thing is the Grand Canyon. Definitely would like to, um, you know, go there sometime, but, um, I'm, I feel fortunate enough that we live in an area where there is still, there is challenging hiking. There is, um, beautiful views and things to see that are, you know, within a couple hours driving distance, if not closer. Um, so yeah, like further down the road, you know, as, as I get a little more experienced with, um, doing more challenging hikes, I wouldn't mind traveling out West. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, we all take for granted what's in our backyard. I've interviewed people that live out West and if the Pacific Northwest and off the interview and we're just talking, you know, just like, yeah, I'd love to get out to the Northeast and, and hike some of those trails, the long trail <laughs> and, and places. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to get out and hike out around Mount Rainier or the John Muir trail. So, mm-hmm. you know, we always kind of up laughing saying, yeah, we take these things for granted, but yeah, living in New York state, there's just so much here for us to do. There really is. And, and, like you, um, I'm a Jersey girl. So coming from terrain, that's pretty flat, uh, you know, grew up with no Hills around me. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, that's one of the things that I love about this area is, is the Hills. Um, I noticed it right away when I, when John and I started dating, obviously it's pretty clear to see, but then even as time goes on, um, just driving our son out, you know, a little bit further west to Geneseo, how it flattens out a little bit. And I'm like, I really like where we live in the Southern tier and, and this area where, where you can enjoy that and not only view it, but hike it. Right. I mean, we've, you can go to Ithaca and there's all these beautiful waterfalls. You mm-hmm. can go up there for, you know, weekends upon weekends and find new hikes up there. You can hike the Finger Lakes Trail in the Western part of the state and as you said, it's kind of a flatter type hike, a different terrain. You can go to the Catskills, the Hudson Valley, the Adirondacks, and they're all offering you different experiences. Right, right, which we are, I feel privileged to be able to live in that that type of uh, yeah. uh, atmosphere. And like you said, those of us that grew up in New Jersey, well, if you're in South Jersey, everything's flat. And in North Jersey, yeah. <laughs> you've got about an hour and a half drive to get anywhere where you can you can hike because it's, it's so uh, urban. It's so, so congested. There aren't exactly a lot of places you can hike. Right. Right. So future outdoor activities. Okay. You told me you you like views. I'm going to throw something out at you. Maybe even for your next Catskill hike, fire tower hike, Balsam Lake fire tower. Okay. Um, Interesting that you say fire towers. You mentioned it a little bit uh, earlier. I, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more afraid of heights. I never, never bothered me before. And I noticed it once when I was on a roller coaster with Philip. And I just, you know, the, the, we were going up the roller coaster backwards to get to the very top to, you know, 
to go down and it went up very slowly. And I just remember at that point, this was probably about five or six years ago. I, I just started sweating. I was like, just kind of this fear came upon me just being up that high. And ever since then, I'm not talking about climbing on a ladder heights. I'm talking about not steady under my feet. Like once I get on a platform, I'm fine. But John and I did hike and forgive me because I can't remember where it was, but we did one fire tower um, recently and going up it, I was nervous. Just, uh, you know, I had to hold on to the edges and I could not look down. If I looked straight ahead, I was okay. Then once I got to the top, I was fine because I was on a platform and then it was enclosed. Going down, I was okay, but just going up, it just, I kind of got that nervous and I couldn't look down type feeling. So fire towers, yes, although the views are gorgeous, I think I prefer hiking on ground (laughs) (laughs) and then maybe coming out on a little ledge, not getting too close to it and looking from there. I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't do it, but um, uh, I think I'm a little more apprehensive. Hey, you'll you'll put that on the back burner for now because yeah, fire, yeah. If, you're, if you're afraid of heights, yeah, fire towers aren't a good idea because you're going up this structure. It's not exactly uh, big in terms of dimensions, you know, it's squared wise, but it goes up high, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's almost like going up a step ladder, but maybe fifty feet or or whatever, right? 100 feet. I mean, it never used to bother me. It just seemed to be the last few years. I guess it's one of the downfalls of aging. <laughs> you get smarter and you start thinking about the possibilities <laughs> that's more. What it is. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely, as far as, you know, more out- outdoor activities, I, I, as I mentioned before, I like to bike, um, ski, you know, I want to definitely continue skiing. That's one thing I'm very happy that we kind of got back into both John and I were pretty avid skiers, before we had our kids. And then even as the kids, uh, you know, were growing up, we still took a couple trips and still skied here and there up here um, until John hurt his knee. So then we took a few years, quite a few years off, but then got back into it thanks to Boy Scouts (laughs) and a ski trip. Um, So yeah, I definitely uh, like to, would like to continue with that. Um, I'd like to ski out West in Colorado. We did that once. I wouldn't mind going back to that. Um, kayaking is something that John and I had, uh, John definitely has that on his list. I wouldn't mind starting to do that as well. That's a lot of fun. That's, but uh, yeah. yeah. Now you brought up scouts and, um, your favorite Eagle scout in the world. <laughs> you think you'll get him I out there one. hiking with you? Yes. He, we just bought him new boots, so he needs to get back out there with us. Yes. Um, If I have anything to say about it, he will, (laughs) regardless that he's now 22. (laughs) You're his mother. You might be able to have more luck than his father. You might be able to say, Philip, you're getting it tomorrow. Get dressed and we're going for a hike. (laughs) I I don't think he's totally against it anymore. I think it's just he finds too many excuses not to do it. And I I think he needs to find like it, it was a lot of it when you guys did go was the camaraderie. Like you mentioned having... Uh, you know, hiking with friends when, when you guys all did that together with the scouts, it was the camaraderie and the, you know, the joking around and the inside jokes that makes it that much more enjoyable. Um, but yeah, definitely have to get that, that Eagle Scout back out there with the 
with those boots on and hiking. We did manage to get him out a few times. Uh, I guess it was probably two falls ago when we were touring colleges. We stopped. We would we made that a, a part of our trip uh, a few times. We visit a college and then we'd hike on our way back. So okay. definitely got him back out there then. Yeah, he's a three time fifty miler. So. Yeah, I have expectations for him to get out and start hiking. Yeah, I we agree. gave him a few years off, but you know, one of his uh, fellow scouts, fellow Eagle Scouts, just finished a long trail. Just hiked the long trail this summer, so wow, the pressure's up. Pressure's starting to get turned up on these guys to to up their I game agree. with camping and backpacking. I agree. Any so. any words of encouragement for uh, women who are thinking, you know what, that looks like fun, but I'm not sure I can do it. Do it. <laughs> just do it. It's so rewarding. It, you have such a sense of accomplishment um, once you finish. Um, definitely, you know, take your time. Like like we mentioned before, go at your own pace. Don't feel like you have to, uh, you know, punch a clock at the top or obviously keep in mind daylight, but um, don't be afraid to stop and rest if you need to. It's, it's uh, actually more dangerous if you push yourself too far, you know, and, and not stop, more chance of getting hurt. But um, it feels good afterwards, you know, even if you're tired and you will be, it's a good tired. It's like, it just, you know, you actually feel like you deserve to rest where you, where you, you hiked, you know, you hiked something that, that was a challenge and it was an accomplishment. You're exhausted, but I deserve, you know, to just kind of kick back tonight and just Netflix and, <laughs> and just, you know, relax. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the next day John had asked me, you know, are you sore? And I said, well, just, just the tops of my thighs. I said, that's considering what we did. I don't think that's too bad. And that was like a one day of yeah, a little achiness, but it was a good achiness. Like I felt like I did something. Well, that's a good sign. So. You didn't push yourself too hard. And, yeah. you know, you, it was just enough where you, you felt like you got some exercise. Right. If you push right. yourself too hard, you've been to the gym, you've played sports. That next day, you know, I even remember in high school playing sports, like that first day of football practice, you know, not wanting to get out of bed because every muscle in my body hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, yeah, it's oh, good to feel sure. a little soreness. But, you know, if you can get up the next morning, and that's what I always act, you know, I'm doing my multi-week hikes. If I can get up the next morning and get out with just a little bit of soreness here or there, especially at my age, then that's a good yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> a kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. If it's only a absolutely. few aches and pains at, at 56, <laughs> then that's a good thing. Yep, absolutely. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, definitely just uh, don't don't be discouraged. Just try it. I mean, there's n- nothing that says you can't turn back. You know, you can get part way up and, and maybe the next time go a little further, but just try it. It's it, the, the rewards are worth it. You know, the, the views at the top, the, the sense of accomplishment, um, you know, just and makes you feel good about it yourself. And there's no failure, right? The only failure is not trying, right? The old, right. it may sound like a cliche. The only fail, you know, the only failure, Absolutely. you know, you fail at trying it because yeah, you could turn around Those mountains aren't going anywhere. You can always go right. back another day. Right, uh, uh, and it sometimes it's safer just to do that. Now I'm going to ask you a question that might get John in trouble with me, but <laughs> did he take you somewhere for a cold beer and ice cream afterwards? Because I got to tell you, the beer and ice cream taste so much better after a hike. 
Uh, that's what I hear. That's what you Uh-oh. guys say. We didn't do that. Uh-oh. No, I did. Well, not the beer, but we did get the ice cream, okay. of course. Okay. We don't always get beer and ice cream. I call that a trifecta when we hike and beer and get ice cream. And it doesn't always work out that way, but it's usually two of three. Yeah, we definitely did the ice cream. And then I'm trying to think if it was that night that when we got home that we popped open a, a beer. Well, that's fine too. The next night. <laughs> I mean, right. You, you got to go home together. So we all go our separate ways. So, but you go right. home, you have uh, a nice adult beverage and relax right, and you're around home, which is probably safe. Netflix than on and right. yeah, open up my, uh, my angry orchard or my, you know, hard cider. Or <laughs> right. With what we do, one of us has to be, has to behave ourselves and, and, and take that, it easy. Yeah, and this week, that's going to be me, you know, which isn't easy. Aww. for me. <laughs> I know you guys take turns yes. <laughs> the driving. That's good. All right, but, Lisa, uh, thank you so much for coming on, give, um, being so generous oh, with your time. Everybody even listened in the Lisa Coral. Lisa, thanks again. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. I everybody. Appreciate the opportunity. Remember to go to Papa Bear Hikes. Check out our website. See what we have going on. Check us out on social media. All our links are on the website. Everybody get out there, have some fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.